0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Common Geeking Program. We are a book club-style podcast where each episode we discuss a different topic from our own geeky and nerdy perspectives. I am your host, Jeff Levitt, and this week we are going to be talking about Black Widow, the movie, not the spider. Uh, This time around, I'm
1: yeah this is gonna be like destiny all over again i had so many (laughs) facts ready to talk about
0: spiders you were so prepped to talk about fucking spiders oh Uh, man love those little
1: guys if we're we're
0: talking about black widow spiders then i could definitely shift it into beast wars by talking about black arachnia one of the best female characters in the entire transformers franchise so if if you've got stuff prepared for that uh i I've, i've got a whole notes section on my computer that is uh I've got a whole section on my computer that is prepared just for this very instant. Yeah. So we could we could shift that way if you want, or we could talk about the Black Widow movie. It's up to you.
2: Mm, but real quick before we talk about the Black Widow movie, uh I'm, I've come across this article that uh that says uh tiny dwarf cow draws huge huge crowds in Bangladesh despite coronavirus what? lockdown. And and <laughs> like if ever <laughs> and uh you know, if okay. ever there was like uh, a sentence I need in order to explain Bengali people, that would probably be the sentence. <laughs>
1: As is often uh, a problem with the audio medium, my face slowly morphed in such a dramatic way as you kept reading that sentence to me. In a way nobody will ever know, but that was astonishing.
0: How many lives will this fucking dwarf cow be responsible for?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Jeff, that's the wrong question. That is the wrong question. <laughs> How many it? lives is this dwarf cow worth? Hmm. That is the question. At least 12. He answers a lot. At least uh, anyway, you know, this time
0: around, I enjoyed my, my, my two fellow nerds who have already impossible. started talking, we'll even talk though they have not introduced idea. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> who am I talking to?
1: My name is Colin. Hello. Hi,
2: I'm Timel or Chowder, whichever you prefer.
0: <laughs> Chowder bringing us all the, the best up-to-date news on the uh, on, on Bangladesh and their, their cow-related troubles. <laughs> um <laughs> All right friends, this time around we are uh, we're again like I said talking about Black Widow movie. Um we're going yeah. to start off by summarizing and discussing it and then well we'll end with a little rating section to talk about uh you know if we thought it was worthwhile or enjoyable. You guys uh yeah. you guys want to get on into the summary. Well
1: before we get into the summary, let's yeah, sure. this movie is available in a variety of theatrical formats as well as a variety of non theatrical formats, that variety being everyone's houses. Yeah, how did internet. you see it? Yeah, so if I, we saw it table, in, I saw a round table. I saw it in IMAX on opening night, and then uh-huh. again yesterday in a non IMAX regular person, lame guy theater. But that's because my friend rented it out and inv- invited a bunch of people, and I just got to hang out with a bunch of vaccinated people. and uh, Rented
0: out the whole theater?
1: Yeah, it was at That's Bowtie, uh, the Bowtie chain. It's like only, from what I looked at, it's only like 200 bucks to get the whole theater. <laughs> yeah,
0: are you, are we talking about the Bowtie in Schenectady? Because that fucking theater so, will
1: do goddamn anything to get people into that theater. <laughs> no, so this was actually, I thought it was going to be the Bowtie in Schenectady. There's another
0: Bowtie in the Capital Region? There's a
1: Bowtie now in Saratoga. It is a ah. chain. And it is definitely the same chain. Like, the lobby looks exactly well, yeah. the same. Now, I knew Bowtie for, was a chain. For, I just didn't know that we had any you, other ones nearby. Who, For those of you who don't care about the local geography of upstate New York and the capital district, uh, Schenectady is right by the capital where I live, and Saratoga is not right next to the capital. And yeah, kind of so I thought I was going to the Bowtie in Schenectady. Oops. As I was walking to my car, I checked the text message, says Saratoga, and I'm just like, I'm going to be late. I went 90 miles an hour. <laughs> Uh, I was Jesus. really glad I'd already seen the movie once because I missed the first eight minutes.
0: Yeah, we uh, we almost missed the the first, you know, like 10 minutes when we went mm-hmm. to go see it last night just because we were not really, we were so used to just, you know, driving to a movie theater, parking and walking in, but we live in Long yep. Beach now, so uh, it took like half an hour to park. Yeah. But luckily, they have showings every half hour, so we just talked to the Woo! person at the box office and they just <laughs> pushed it back and
1: we were right on time. Hell yeah, Chatter! How did you watch this?
2: Uh, I went to Rotterdam Square Mall with my uh, sister. That's a thing. Oh yeah, Rotterdam Square Mall
1: still exists.
2: What's it called now? Is it
1: is is it like Vista Port or whatever?
2: Uh, I mean, it's slowly being taken over by Via Entertainment, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like there's a there's like a David Buster's rip off over there and a really.
0: (laughs) Do they still have the fucking uh aquarium? Do they still have the merry-go-round?
1: Oh, that that went out a while ago. Yeah, that anyway, went. out. Anyway, to to shift away from very narrow <laughs> casting to Schenectady folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so none of us watched it via Premiere Access on Disney Plus, it would seem. No. No, of course not, no, yeah, not, because none of us live with all.
0: more than none of us live with, you know, more than two people who wanted to watch this movie together. So it would not have been worth it to do it that way. Well,
2: actually the thing thing is, I had no plans to watch the movie, but like uh My little sister and my cousins wanted to see the movie, so I took them to see it, and that's how I ended up watching Black Widow. Gotcha.
1: Sound more excited about it.
0: Yeah, let's let's fucking get into what we're talking about, maybe. Um,
1: (laughs) So So Black Widow is a film released in july of 2021 but it was supposed to be released in 2020 yeah. guess what happened everything yeah you it know it's a big what? thing
0: the big thing that happened and if you don't know is this you know mm-hmm. what probably would be better if you'd never found out to be honest oh,
2: yeah. corbid
0: 20
1: <laughs> corbid 20 so, uh, it, this is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, wait, it's Scarlett wait. Johansson's uh, swan song, allegedly. Her last film, possibly, in the in the franchise As after, yeah. spoiler alert, her demise in Endgame. This is set after the film Captain America Civil War. And, and before, before Infinity Avengers War. Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, actually, this movie is weirdly, and I'll probably circle back to this later, it's set Entirely during Captain America Civil War. The end of this movie. Is, yeah. Yeah. Is before yeah, I the end of Captain that. America yeah. Civil War. <laughs> and, so if you're watching Civil War, that little bit at the end where, where Tony is reading Steve's letter to himself, this movie takes place pretty much during that letter read. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's
2: weird, right? The plot of the movie doesn't really have anything to do with Civil War. So, like, this has just been a very. This yeah. has just been a very weird couple of days for Black Widow.
1: Yeah, she just, like, gets up to shit no matter what. But that's that's it. it. Is this, like, the 23rd movie in the, in the MCU oh, franchise? I stopped counting a while ago. Probably. Um. <laughs> it's also the first since uh, – it's the first movie to come out in the franchise in two years. It's the first one to come out since uh, the Marvel shows have been happening where you have WandaVision, yeah. Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki. So stuff is a change in – yeah, um, I was really
0: but, surprised that none of the movie, except for the post-credit scene, took place after her death. I thought that it might open with that kind of thing, or like open with like, you know, yeah. her her final thoughts is falling or some shit like that. But uh, yeah, I, no, it's I I kind of kinda feel like, like that it was well, just
1: like set in the time it. You're set. probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're probably wondering how i got chucked off this cliff by my they, best friend they already did Boy, that that I got a MCU story for in, you in
0: ragnarok
1: yeah although, no, they, yeah that is literally like the opening be fair, line in the she didn't movie. get chucked yeah.
0: off she threw herself off which yeah anyway let's uh maybe talk about the plot of this movie so like we said it is set in between civil war so this movie takes place in between Civil War and Infinity War which if you if you're not you know keeping track and you're finding it hard to remember whatever what was going on between those time, that that movie basically Black Widow, Captain America and uh I mean sort of you know, like uh, Falcon and some other people were on the run. Um, what this movie kind of not really changes but recontextualizes is that uh, the the scene where Captain America breaks out, Falcon and Ant-Man and everyone from the raft yeah. actually takes place after this movie. Um, and Steve Rogers and... Uh, Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, were the only two that really got away, and they were on the run yeah. separately from each other. And this is about her being on the run.
1: And yeah. then this is yeah. This basically picks up right after Civil War. It opens first of all. It opens with a 1995 scene. Of, oh yeah. Uh, a young Natasha and her family on the run. Quote unquote. And they're like be- trying to get to. Yeah, and, they're, and we find out that, like, oh, they're all Russian sleeper agents posing as a family. You know, yeah. that's not really her sister. That's not really her dad. Um, before we get—what was really interesting to me is we get an introductory—an opening credit sequence. Like the theme song for a TV show or, you know, just an old older-fashioned intro scene where we get a montage showing her indoctrination into the Red Room. Yeah, uh, her being, well, like, never groomed. They never really told that story properly, so I feel like it had to, you
0: know, like kind of yeah. remind people of like, okay, okay, these are the lines that were dropped in like Age of Ultron, I think was the yeah, main but movie. I, I think
1: their choice of song was kind yeah, of Yeah, a weird, uh, like, somber remix of Smells Like Team Spirit. Or Smells Like, like Team Spirit, yeah.
2: <laughs> but by
1: Yeah, I just it's like one, yeah, the song
2: has uh, nothing uh, like nothing to do with
1: yeah, the the the, the montage is depicting like spycraft in the, the song like
2: smells like Teen Spirit is,
1: is like not
2: nothing nothing. It, it's wild how they chose a song that just has nothing to do with what's going on on screen. Like, like, like it's not like oh, it's the it's the opposite of what's going on on screen. It's <laughs> and, just like and what's interesting no, to me, nothing lines up.
1: No, it, it seems. So it seems very much just like oh I like this version of the song. I'll put it in. What bugged yeah. me though is they turned it into a four-chord song, which for those who don't oh. know is oh, just God. an extraordinarily common musical structure. So they turned it into this thing that most songs already are. So if you're going to try to use this very common structure, why does it have to be smells like team spirit? Team spirit calling any it's number of other team
2: spirit.
1: What do I what am I saying? I think team. I'm saying that. You're seeing Teen Spirit. Okay, it smells like teens. Sp- I, I know. I primarily know it through Weird Al, so forgive me my sins. Uh, the yeah, we're <laughs> calling this we, knowledge about music is from Weird Al. <laughs> it's all Weird Al. Weird Al taught me the four chord song. But uh, yeah, after that, like what I thought was, I thought it was interesting to do an opening credits in general with that mm-hmm. montage. But Yeah, then we I think just it made sense because, again, it was just kind of, run. like,
0: refreshing your memory on this thing that you, like, haven't really seen. The, you haven't yeah. seen the story told. You only heard about it. So it's just, like, yep. you know, a lot of it is, like, and, well, they don't want to well. just do a bunch of, like, dialogue expedition drops. So they have to kind of, you know, just, like, get people to understand the basics of what's going on, which you kind of do, right? Because it's, like, yeah. there's been a ton of, you know, like, stories with, with Russian sleeper agents, you know, in that, you know. So it, it makes yeah. sense. Um, I did like, you know, since we're talking about songs, I did, I do like the use, the use of, uh, American pie <laughs> at the beginning there when they're like running away and they're yeah. like, Oh, this is our time to leave, you know, our, our three year sleeper mission in the United States and go back to, uh, Russia yeah. and for the kids, who, Natasha and her younger sister, what's her name? Yelena yeah Yelena who she was even younger than Natasha and didn't straight up did not even know that they were there like yeah as like she straight up thought that they lived in Ohio right and that they were actually Americans so this was kind of their introduction to that so when they're like driving away to their little you know airport where they're being chased down they start singing "American Pie" and it's it's I don't know wild choice but really good,
1: <laughs> which was uh, um, Weird Al ruined that for me too because Weird Al has a parody of that that is summarizing the plot of the Phantom Menace and I know that version so well that it was I couldn't even right. focus on the significance of what you just described because I kept thinking about Darth Vader.
2: Uh, also, like the Weird Al version of that song, it's like it's so seamless that like my mind
1: always just merges the two songs together yeah it really i couldn't stop it from going back and forth anyway after that all that prequel prelude stuff uh we actually smash cut to her on the run out foxing secretary thunderbolt ross and she's on a boat in norway off to get a new life where her fixer has gotten her like a trailer and she's just gonna hole up
2: Uh, also it's like it's like you know, it's we're supposed to be impressed how she managed to pull one over on Secretary Ross. Is <laughs> not like, competent. <laughs> Secretary <laughs> Ross is not that hard to pull one over on. He,
1: uh, yeah, he has never yeah. proven himself a worthy adversary. To anybody? I think the, the last time we saw him in, in uh, I think it was yeah. Infinity War, was literally him getting hung up on by Rhodey. So like him walking in and her saying, "Hey." your body God. sucks do
0: you think they're ever gonna do red hulk i feel like
1: they probably aren't right i no they can't i don't think yeah. they will <laughs> at this um, point <laughs> at this point no they would probably yeah. change it because Martin martin freeman martin freeman plays thunderbolt ross's son everett ross in civil war and Black i don't think Panther. he is his son is he is ever in ross, the comics yeah. they're completely unrelated Oh, well I thought they were related in the movies. I, I they thought might, they were related they too, to but then to I that. like looked
0: it up and I don't think there's actually any dialogue in the movie that that relates no, them. They're besides they definitely them just don't. having the
1: same last name. They definitely don't explicitly say it. But yeah, yeah, where she's in Norway, I mean say what you will about the genericism of Marvel movies. Um I really see in IMAX in particular, I really enjoyed the the focus on the environment the the real scale of the mountains and of the towns in the background i really liked how all this norway stuff was shot yeah uh, the but first too bad we don't were great <laughs> too bad we don't spend very long here yeah um before what is it we cut to yeah morocco? She, before we cut yeah. to uh
2: morocco but with an orange filter over but, it. yeah that, that's the annoying so thing every middle eastern yep. she basically
0: filter on it because of American propaganda. So she she gets this this mail from from her sister, who in the meantime we see uh, is is a black widow working for, um, you know the the black the Red Room basically. I mean, all we really yeah. know when we first see it is that she's working for you know Russian government or something like that. Um, yeah, and she apprehends an agent who is like smuggling out this vial of of red gas. And she gets sprayed with the gas and basically we find out that the gas was like an antidote to this like mind control thing that
1: all of the new Black Widows yeah. are on. Fucking, so then this is gonna be she the escapes, escapes from, from my, there and, this and gonna sends This is going to be the first Natasha of my many that. shouts out for, for Florence Pugh as Yelena here. Because yeah, even just good. like her facial expressions in the moment when she like gets sprayed with the gas and comes to. We had yeah. no idea that she was like under any sort of subjugation before this. And right, we her probably facial figured that she was just being
0: being a loyal Russian agent or whatever, right? Yeah,
1: and her facial expression completely sells in this moment. The fact that we had no idea what the allegiances of the hunters or the target were here, I think that yeah. all rests on yeah. her facial performance, and it's really impressive.
0: Yeah, no, it, that works pretty well. So, anyway, she sends that to uh, to Natasha and like the photo of them as children to be like, "Yo, it's me," right? And uh, Natasha, who unbeknownst to her, has this in her car because she hasn't really checked her mail yet. She just kind of tossed it in her trunk, gets attacked by the Taskmaster, who uh, is... My favorite British game show. (laughs) (laughs) Who is a character in the comics who... Is a little bit changed for this, but the the powers are still more or less the same. Where the Taskmaster can basically like watch anyone's movement and then like mimic their their yeah. like uh, their fighting style. So and in, the, in so they like
2: yeah like any 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 learned any learned skill. Taskmaster, right.
0: So like, they Captain, they fight like Captain America, yeah. or they like. There's one point where I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Black Widow thing, but they they do a flip at one point that's like very Spider y yeah. um no, no no i
2: think that was gotcha. supposed to be black widow no it is supposed to be black widow because like she did the move like a few seconds earlier and
0: then, no yeah i'm, I'm talking uh, about later taskmaster in the movie Master that you know i'm just trying to pick out some of the fighting styles that i can see taskmaster do like definitely well, we does we also did get a stuff, clip before America taskmaster's
1: stuff. deployment of the taskmaster watching and being uploaded a clip of uh, uh hawkeye fighting black panther yeah. uh and then we cut later then we cut pretty quickly to the oh, scene where right. it is literally she is l- literally being mimicked by the taskmaster like yeah. in the moment and I-, I think that again a moment that and the script is probably yeah. pretty thin is sold by pretty good performance and like the choreography yeah. really clearly communicates what's happening
2: yeah the problem is like the editing is Really bad, in my opinion. Like, like and it's I, constantly cutting yeah. around and, like, jumping yep. around, you know, ba- basically doing what the Bourne movies did with the shaky cam. And- I was
1: not a fan of the up-close fight edits. I really enjoyed the ones that were a little more... Ze- I found that when they were, like, chasing vehicles or doing big action mm-hmm. set pieces, those were a lot more easy to follow. Up-close, yeah. I had the same problem as you.
0: Yeah, because yeah, like- in, in general, I felt like the fight scenes with ta- Taskmaster were like a little bit anticlimactic. Like I felt like they didn't really use the character as much as they could have. And, and yeah. like, have it, there be like a problem solving moment where you're like, well, how do you beat someone who fights just like you and can fight like other powerful people? Yeah. Right. Like it, it only ever really expresses itself as this character is very good at fighting for this reason. Yeah. But the, the specific yeah. problem of, them using other people's fighting styles never really comes up other than yeah. just like I, Easter egging different choreographed moments from like previous Marvel movies. You know what I mean?
1: I'll, I'll probably have yeah. some thoughts on that in the ratings for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and on one hand, I kind of get the problem. Like realistically taskmaster could only like ha- copy like four people's or four. Marvel <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to be Hulk or Thor. He <laughs> Yeah, uh, Taskmaster can't do Hulk or Thor, and uh the only person they'd have seen would have been Captain America, yeah. uh Hawkeye, um, Black Widow, yeah. and
0: quote unquote
2: Black Panther. Uh like, so, we, we see Taskmaster yeah. do like the Black Panther claw thing at one point. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. We never actually
1: I was, see that. Yeah, I was like, Did use... you what did she learn? Did she learn the pose or did she learn to put teeny tiny little kitty cat claws in her suit? What is that hey, spoilers. What, is, <laughs> what is that? Cause, Cause, like, she never does anything black, Panther, <laughs> um, so Taskmaster doing uh, arts and crafts. Uh, did we just gender the character? Because that is you sort did of a yeah. spoiler. Okay, yeah, that's Oops. why I would
0: say yeah. So the well, the thing. The... So
1: I, I will say I we'll will get say, to that later. But <laughs> yeah, I, I will say the the movie the, the people don't know Taskmaster's identity, identity and gender them as a he uh, yeah. to throw you off. I'm not gonna lie. As soon as Taskmaster w- walked on the screen, I was like, that's a lady. And I, had, I, I was wrong about who I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the mom. I, 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 I thought it was going to be the mom until
0: the I mom thought, came back,
1: right? Yeah, and then I was yeah, like, okay, no, who agree. else could
0: this be? Oh, it's obviously this person because it's yes. – if They would yeah. not have this character be as silent without like a personality or saying anything if it was just – some trained assassin, you know? Yep. It's going to be someone we've seen before, and at that yep. point in the movie, there's, like, there's literally only two people who were, like, we yeah, thought we dead, much. but are gonna come back, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> so, it's, so like, So, after
1: yeah. the Taskmaster encounter, Black Widow realizes uh, Scarlett Johansson, Natasha, that's the name, realizes yep. Taskmaster, <laughs> is going after the vials See, of red stuff that Yelena sent, so she makes her way back to Budapest, where yelena is hiding to figure out what the fuck is going on with the vials right um where she learns that the uh Budapest. the red
0: room is still active even though she thought yep. that she killed the guy who was in charge of it because years later she uh like basically uh used her used the what's his name just so i can stop just fucking saying it. what's what is Drake-off? the guy's name yeah, Drakeoff used his daughter basically to find out his location, and then blew up the whole thing, killing both of them allegedly. Yeah. So
1: we we heard in the first Avengers, I just call him generic Russian dude. Generic Russian. Honestly, yeah. I don't even want to do that because I, I thought for I thought his performance was fantastic. Um, yeah, I thought he was I have pretty to good. Check his name is Ray, Ray like, Winstone, no, I think
2: nothing about him is really a fucking character. Like, why? Mm? Why is no. he doing this? Yes. What are his yes. end goals? Uh, what has he actually even been doing? Like, we know he's got like spies and shit all over so, the place but like let's what wow. is, what what is we'll, he doing with
1: those we'll get spies? i think i think it? we'll get to di- dive into that a little later just once yeah. we have more context out in the open um but in the avengers movies we hear uh black widow and hawkeye constantly refer to budapest what jeff just said about like using a little girl to find and blow up drakov is what happened in budapest and they were like on yeah. the run for days uh and that's You know, where they are now, where Yelena and Natasha are now when they realize, uh uh-oh, the Red Room is still a thing. And this is where the movie is basically just like, I don't know. I think this is where you're either on board or you're not, to an extent, because Mm -hmm. essentially the rest of the movie is her saying, Well, I got nothing better to do. Might as well (laughs) find and kill Dracoff and shut down the Red Room i like th- this the stakes are not like, established beyond personal stakes which is like, fine like this, but yeah like, like this is
2: a side quest for, for black sure. widow yeah it's
1: also it's it.
0: just i think it's especially strange i think because um like it it, it kind of uh, epitomizes the fact that like maybe this movie like it yeah right like you said it's kind of a side quest where it's kind of like off to the side in the way that like the villain of this movie is someone that we thought was dead before and now is again dead after. So like it changed nothing about anything that happens after the movie, you know?
2: (laughs) Like, like the villain of the movie wasn't, was not relevant before. Okay. okay, So I
1: I actually got to, I got to plant a flag here. I see a lot of people making this argument. Like this movie is not seriously consequential in the scope of the MCU. And I'm like, doesn't have to be. Jeff, I, I agree with so, your point that it's like it's yeah, we did no but I don't think they set up the concept I, I, of the villain well that, because, that, because we don't understand that the villain exists until we already think he's dead and then we're told he's yeah. not. Like the intrigue around that is sort of fumbled. I think but yeah, in terms exactly. of whether well, that's or not my this thing, needs is that, like, to be uh moving the franchise forward when it's already a prequel, I I yeah. just don't think needs to be the I, case. I think it's no fine I just so. I
0: guess my thing is yeah.
2: I look, I I Like I don't need it to move the franchise forward or whatever. It's a bottle episode. Just like you're gonna have to work. It's yeah, but you're gonna have to work harder to make me yes care. And I don't know if the movie really managed to. Yeah, I I guess my thing is like I don't I don't
0: mind a low stakes movie. For example, uh, like in the MCU. For example, like Ant Man the Wasp right was literally about saving one person. And it was like the first movie after infinity war, which was like this big world breaking. Everyone dies. Half the world dies thing. Right. And that movie managed to, that movie managed to make me care because there was significant character development and things like that. Things that did have things that did matter later, even if they weren't mattering on like a world shattering scale. Whereas this movie, I think like if it was just a random prequel, that would, bef- like, if Natasha hadn't died, for example, in Endgame, right? Yeah. And this was just a random prequel. This is when this movie is set, but it will have consequences maybe in the second Black Widow movie, right? Then I'm like, okay, that's probably, that's pushing me in the direction of en- enough for me to, like, care about these things, even if it's a low stakes movie. But yeah. all the character development in this movie, literally, like, all of Natasha's character development happens before the the last time that we saw her. So it's it's sort of like shoehorning in character development, which I don't uh, even think was overly strong in the movie to begin with. And then it's like, uh, well, it's the only consequential thing, quote unquote, is like having Yelena come back to like in the end credit scene to be like, oh fucking julia louis dreyfus is like you gotta go hunt down hawkeye because he's responsible for black widow's death and it's just like she's not even the villain in the movie so that feels like not proper setup either but yeah uh, you know what i mean yeah i mean
2: i mean like uh i think for me the problem is like you know black widow's characterization slash character development doesn't ultimately matter like the central theme of Character, dev- what do you mean it doesn't oh, matter? Hold on, do you let, mean in let, the
1: scope of the franchise or the scope of the movie? Let me talk first,
2: man. Okay, uh, like her, like, like the theme is like uh, f- family, right? Like, uh, uh find uh, a ha- like getting in touch with a fake family who kind of turns out to be her real family in a sense, right? But like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, be- before or, a- or after that it it doesn't really come up. So, like, it's all yeah. kind of moot.
1: Well, yeah, but again, that that comes to the point that this is this is a standalone movie in a way, despite sure. the fact that the word Avengers is mentioned 12 times at all the times we hear other characters' names. But, like, again, this... But, like... It is okay to watch this movie in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, but, like... It, uh, it, it, it is one of the few movies that built I that way. If I watch
2: this movie in a vacuum... I I wouldn't care either because uh the movie kind of relies on you knowing who Black Widow is to have that kind of attachment to her, you know? So let's yeah. let's try
1: to push a little further forward through the plot so that we can yeah. pull some examples for these arguments yeah. cuz I I think we agree on a lot of core stuff here and I have some thoughts as to where these discrepancies may lie so, so you
0: Yale- so basically what happens is they find out that the red room is still a thing well yelena already knew but natasha yeah. finds out and then they're like well we need some help to bring it down so they go to break out uh alexi who was their fake dad in the um who is played by David Harbor, and he's the Red Guardian and he's like a he's a, a Russian super soldier basically. And he's I the I really Captain like America. that it's played by David Harbor, and his name is Alexi. Because wasn't the Russian guy in Stranger Things also named Alexi? Yes. <laughs> Am I misremembering? I, I, that? I, that's <laughs> funny. I think it, he was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's very funny. That's good. yeah. Uh, David um, Harbor also super fun casting. Great, Real yeah. fun to watch in this movie. Uh, we see him in prison, super old. Uh, beat up, covered in tattoos, gold tooth, uh, stringy hair, messy beard, just like flexing his strength. when and he's Yelena bragging and about, like,
0: how he won a fight with Captain America, and then was like, and someone's like, when was it? And he's like, oh, in the 80s, and then someone's like, wasn't Captain America still in the ice in the 80s? And, then he, and he just breaks arm. the shit out of his arms. <laughs>
1: really fun. Just really fun little moment. Um, and then we get the, the sequence of them of uh natasha and yelena trying to use a helicopter to bust him out ultimately not a whole lot of important stuff just a fun hullabaloo of them getting out of the out of the prison prison, which is in the middle of like the siberian nowhere yeah
0: yeah between like a bunch of avalanching mountains sure
1: (laughs) well she set uh, off a
0: big explosion so i get that i don't know yeah i'm just saying it seems like kind of a bad place to make any building but i guess if you're really trying to make a structure for people where people can absolutely not escape then sure (laughs) but um
2: and also i mean wouldn't be the first time like a jail like uh wouldn't be the first time a jail like was made under really shitty conditions for the prisoners
1: uh wouldn't be the last either
0: yeah, I mean, it's. I was more questioning that it's also very under very shitty conditions for the people that fucking work there also. In also that, true like,
1: in a lot of cases.
0: They're, yeah, well, fair. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, what wow. must that goddamn commute be like? Uh,
1: <laughs> so we, we also get, uh, as soon as they get on the helicopter with Red Guardian in tow, they ask him where the Red Room is. He says, I don't know. Uh, yeah, because that's why he broke being... him out, because they're like,
0: oh, he knew he was real good friends with, uh, with Draykov. Yep, and he's just uh, like, and... that swine put me in jail, motherfucker, yep. except with this a Russian accent. There's also a
1: accent. fun moment where, uh, he asks, um, he's like, why are you so mean? Are you on your period? And then it jumps <laughs> into a thing of, like, I don't get my period. That's what happens when you have an involuntary hysterectomy and, like, really twist the knife on the detail, clearly making him uncomfortable yeah, that, that as they was, explain what that was, was, like, like very the horrible funny. things that were done to them.
2: Yeah, that was, like, very funny dark humor. I, I like that. I
1: like that. Yeah, name. no, that was good. I, there was uh, – Polygon did an interview with Kate Shortland, the director. Apparently, what happened was one of the male writers on the film straight up just wrote a line – Oh god. Saying, Are you on your period or something to that effect? And oh, that my was god. it. Oh god. Yeah. So Florence Pugh, Kate Shortland, and Scarlett Johansson looked at that and were like, no. We're running. No, with that's that. not gonna okay, fly. That's fair. Like, yes. Yeah, so so really uh, the first thought was to cut it, and then they were like, Nope, we're gonna we're gonna blow them up. We're gonna blow up their spot with this one and turn it into a moment. It's a really good moment.
0: And then uh basically Alexia reveals to them that their their fake mom is actually still alive, and they go to to uh reconvene with her and her little like pig farm science lab type place and they both thought that she was dead so at this point like that like at up until now i kind of thought that taskmaster was gonna be their mom their fake mom yeah their real fake mom although in retrospect i feel like i did see her in trailers so maybe not but i was that's what i was thinking during the movie but um yeah, so they, they have a, a nice little fake family family moment with each other where they're, like, arguing about whether or not they were a real family because their mission only lasted three years, and uh, Alexi was just bored the whole time because he wanted to get back to his glory days being the Red Guardian, etc., etc. Lots of complicated emotions. Um, and then uh they kind of split off to be like Alexi and uh Yelena having a having a you know moment you know where they're talking about uh the their previous life and then Natasha and the mother whose name I f- cannot Melina. fucking remember Melina yeah um talking and uh, basically throughout their conversation you know Natasha kind of unknowingly flips Melina cuz Melina was like as soon as you got here I called the red room but now so we need that. I, I wanna
1: I wanna talk yeah. about some of the character work here because I think that a lot of at least a lot of the stuff that we've been bringing up so far uh, really has its roots in, in these scenes where like yeah. they're at the table and the the quote parents are saying like, Hey, we did a great job on our mission. We really fooled them, huh? And Yelena <laughs> Yelena is like, I thought you were my fucking family. <laughs> and again, yeah kills the performance. Because Natasha is trying to say, like, none of this matters. And Yelena says, yes, it does. and It mattered to me is
2: kind of
1: what Yelena was saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think that that really contextualizes a lot of this. And it's easy to gloss over that this is an important moment in the development of all of their characters. I don't think this, this movie balances everything perfectly. I think that these four characters, for the time they are given... Are fairly well rounded, and this is why because that yeah. one polarizing line of it mattered to me recontextualizes all of their perceptions and they all behave differently for the rest of the movie. Yeah, uh, that's that's efficient screenwriting and it's great performances. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any different feelings about this. No, scene.
2: This, that was a good scene. I, I, I agree.
0: Before, yeah, I mean, before like before we get back into some other scenes and, and talking about it, I kind of want to just like breeze through the rest of the plot because. Like when you take out all the action and stuff, I just want to, you know, bullet points, get it out there just so we can kind of be sure. done with the plot and, and talk about everything more with and, you know, be able to reference things we already talked about. Um, so basically what happens is there are, are the mom uh, supposedly flips on them because she said the, the, the Red Room is coming and then the next time we see Natasha, she is knocked out. The Taskmaster and all of the, you know, other Red Room red agents room. show up
1: widows whatever More yeah widows. <laughs> okay that's something they, i'll talk about in a sec but um <laughs> they all they all f- they fly up to the red room which is which a is floating in the sky base yeah uh, just a floating a floating sky base no which questions is, there yep uh
0: <laughs> so and then basically there's this reveal where where melena was that her name what's her name Melina. m-i-l-e-n-a yeah She's brought in to talk to um, to Drake talk off. to Drakeoff and is you know, and then throughout the the course of the conversation, it's revealed that they're using the the like chameleon face masks that were first seen in Winter Soldier, I believe. Yep.
1: Um, yeah, she used where she instead global they they swapped
0: person. clothes and it's actually Natasha in there talking to Drakeoff and Molina is in the the cell being talked to talked at by uh, by the red guardian. Um and there this is part of their breakout plan and they put a knife in the in the uh the belt of uh they're all, yelena. all the humans, man. yeah it's not it can't it be melina and yelena no, it's not it, it what's is, the mom's is. name
1: is it the mom's name is melina it's melina yelena Alexi natasha drakov and I yeah. don't remember Taskmaster's name.
0: Uh, and Antonia I think. Something like that something like no that. It, it's um, antonia because the character in the comments name is anthony so they ah. just did a yeah um so
1: yeah they 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 start their breakout when drakov realizes it's natasha not melina in front of him and mm-hmm. we r- learn as uh we learn that the taskmaster is in fact alexi's daughter uh, it's not alexi sorry drakov's daughter <laughs> she survived the bombing in budapest as a girl and had to be cybernetically enhanced And that's how she became the Taskmaster. And then she leaves the room and Black Widow uh, tries to attack drake off before it turns out this mind control thing is sort of like a beta version of it is in her brain so she can't attack him as long as she can smell him which like yeah. I would like that power in particular <laughs> if my odor just protected me from violet or just bugs what if I could get a smell I guess that's bug spray anyway <laughs> if you could just emit bug spray <laughs> if I could just sweat bug spray my life would be so much better
0: <laughs> um so yeah, we we get this kind of scene where they're fighting and and Natasha is, uh, we find out in a few minutes is playing dumb about this because uh Melina already told her about this. So she's kind of like, you know, the t- making The term
1: is pheromonal lock. Yeah, pheromonal. <laughs> that's
0: that's the term.
1: Uh, it should be that's
0: it cool, should really I guess. be pointed out that
2: humans don't work like ants. Pheromones wouldn't really have be able to yeah, do that to
1: yelena does say during the original reunion that like this is an altering of brain chemistry. It's not just yeah. like suggestibility. So, th- the script is giving us like just enough to say, "Don't look at it. Don't fair. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Th- that's like not not like a flaw. <laughs> That's just me yeah.
2: That's that's
1: fine. <laughs> no,
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. Pheromonal locks that off a red flag in my brain. So, uh, yeah, walked. what basically ends up happening is Natasha ends up, well, she tries to get Drake off to do it, but he's, he's too weak, but she fucking smashes her face on the desk and breaks her nose, which, you know, like severs the, the fucking the nerve, the nerve or whatever. So it's like, oh, I can smell you now, motherfucker. Therefore I can kill you.
1: <laughs> oh, I wish she said that. That would have been so good. I can um, smell you motherfucker. So now I can but, kill but you. The point is she can't
2: smell him. That's why she can kill him.
1: Well, yeah, fair. Oh, but damn it. No. <clears <clears <throat>
0: sorry. Rewrite this. The uh, <laughs> So what we ends up them. happening is Melena wow. ends up, you know, getting into an engine room or whatever and blowing it up. So the whole base ends up falling. Taskmaster and Alexi are fighting and it's it's a good time. Um and right before Natasha is about to kill Drakeoff, all of the other Black Widows break in. And basically what they're trying to do here is like they have all the vials of this red gas left and they're trying to Basically expose all the other Black Widows to it so that they'll be free and they can go live their own lives. And then because the partly the partially bigger stakes thing that they that they find out is that like you know what makes sense about this organization is that they have people like placed all over the world, like in governments and shit like that, which is. You know, yeah. it's good that because, like, realistically, it would have been kind of wild if they didn't, if they had all this fucking floating sky base and this goddamn pheromonal yeah. lock and all that. you know, Like, you know, like that, I feel like that had to be added in there. Like, it, yeah, yes, does raise the stakes, but it would have been kind of bonkers if if the stakes weren't risen. Yeah. You know? But again, but again <laughs> for like, sure. To
2: to what end? What what is his?
1: Because, uh, yes, and to just Russia, you know, control everything. He specifically says he just wants power and influence. And yeah. uh, there were some articles saying that this was Marvel's hashtag Me Too movie. And seeing a big, <laughs> like, overweight, poorly groomed white guy smacking around a woman in her 30s in his private office and she can't do anything about it. I was like, okay, I see what you're talking about, articles. Um am like, yes, so <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like it's a superficial presentation of the issue but i do think it's effective
2: yeah i mean if disney was willing to like uh burn alive all their overweight white dudes who abuse women maybe yes. i'd be willing yeah. to uh <laughs> will to accept that but uh from from yeah. where i'm sitting, certain... it's
0: it's probably the... one of them was involved in the movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> from the yeah, from the perspective of the performers, Several From of the them. perspective of like the performers and the directors and the writers wanting to tell this story, like I said, I think it's presented superficially. Um, yeah. This power dynamic, I don't, I don't
0: think it. I wasn't thinking that at all, and you had told me that before I went to to go see it. Yeah,
1: you know, <laughs> um, it was really obvious to me because like the metaf- the visual metaphor here is she's being smacked around by this man in power that she can't stop, and then she's like, hey. I can fight back when she breaks her nose. But then all the other people that are subjugated by him, the widows, they come in and attack her, and it isn't until Yelena breaks the vials over them that they're released. And it's like, again, it's a little clumsy, it's superficial. Mm -hmm. The metaphor is like, hey, support each other against these oppressive individuals. Which, again, on its face, a nice message. To Chowder's point, we got work to do. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so that that is that is where this comes from and like to the to the point that the villain is underdeveloped i think they were relying on that idea and that imagery to make it connect more than the story permitted yeah. um I, and i think that man, that's a very subjective I like, thing
0: i actually don't yeah. have a problem with how much yeah. or how little Drakeoff was developed i just wish that yeah. they developed taskmaster more you know like i i I thought it was a little bit lame at the end when like i mean i i guess to to all of what you just said it, it makes sense that they did this but like basically what ends up happening in the movie is like you know they all manage to well they blow up uh they blow up drake off he's dead and then the rest of them manage to survive the the fall to back down to earth through
1: you know lots of action fight and Honestly, and I then they really, break the uh I really love that set piece of them falling down visually i thought that yeah. was so much fun it's very no stupid, it was a, it was a cool fun. i really there were some problems
0: i had with it because like i i felt like oh they pulled the parachute and then immediately landed on the ground and i'm like oh how did you no survive yeah that? if you did that you'd have but- <laughs> no legs yeah, but anyway, and then also like the thing with like fucking Melina and and Alexi in the plane. The last thing we see of them is the tailwind of the plane breaks off, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's spinning out of control." And then the next time we see them, they're just on the ground already, just fine. And I'm like, "What led yeah. from A to B?" <laughs> like, it's not you know, it's like not
1: unbelievable that they yeah. could have found a way out there, of it since everyone else did.
0: But like, kind of weird that they cut that a lot out. Of,
1: yeah, it has a lot of hand waving. <laughs> Which, uh, the last big character thing yeah. that happens before the sweet send-off is, uh, like, Natasha does explain that her, she thought she killed the little girl, uh, yeah. a- Antonia, you said it was? Yeah, I think so.
0: Something, some
1: variation yeah, of Anthony yeah, as, and, and, a, and as a girl name. Yeah, th- that that was like, as Drakov said, that's like her haunted past. And yeah. at, at one point, she got locked up in a cell by the Red Guardian, and Natasha's, like, letting her out, saying, I know you're gonna chase me. You mean by Taskmaster? Yes, yeah, sorry. Nat- Natasha says to Taskmaster, I know you're gonna chase me if I let you out. Fuck it, lets him out, and then that's that's when they fall down, and then they spray her with the gas, and then she's released. Um, right. Right. Then we get a little family goodbye as, as Ross comes up to arrest them all. Why not? Why wouldn't she just get on that plane?
0: (laughs) I don't understand, (laughs) but whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: No, I don't get that either, but it's, oh, she said no. Yeah. Why did she? No, no,
0: because, because they were on the ground without a plane and she was like, I'm not going to drag you into this. You're not fighting with me. I'll get away on my own. You go do your own thing. And then a plane yes. arrives with all the black widows, all the widows and they're like, it, oh, let's get on the plane. Taskmaster. And she still is in the mindset of like, well, I, I just said, go on without me. But like the plane is definitely the most efficient way for all of you to get the hell out of there right yeah. now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, especially because like, and they might have guns, but Ross only has like twenty SUVs. Can't yeah. fly an SUV. Okay, you probably can in these movies, but we've never seen a flying SUV. No, have Folson- we?
0: Coulson has a flying car in Agents
1: of Shield, I think. But that's that's true. But that's um, no longer canon. So, uh... <laughs> sure isn't. But then we uh, um, we get to a pre credits scene. Is the best way I can describe how it feels. It cuts from her standing there in the wreckage of the Red Room base to her with her blonde bob from Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Getting the plane from her fixer to the go question, rescue people from the raft, which happened The question The question we
0: Civil were War. all asking was how did they get that plane? Which I'm not I guess gonna in lie, retrospect kind of a good question to ask, but I wasn't asking that question. <laughs> I I was.
1: I recently went through the MCU again and when I hit Civil War, the whole end sequence of just like montaging through tony's life reading the letter from captain america it just cuts to inside the raft the movie set up the fact that this floating prison in the middle of the ocean is impossible to get to and then we just cut to steve Rogers sneaking around like don't tell anybody he's that good (laughs) call yeah but i was just like okay but still how and this does at least answer that question again the question maybe only i was asking well, I was
0: more so mentioning like in Infinity War when they show up with the plane, the question of where did they yeah. get that plane, which I think was more which, so a question that nobody was asking.
1: Okay, that's true. So I guess they've had this plane for 2 years in between the two movies. Yeah. Yeah, but that's why this whole movie takes place during like the very end of Civil War because the beginning right, because is all like, coming after going to break out some friends, right? Yeah, and we're the like oh, I figured going to that Steve the... did that
0: on his own.
1: <laughs> yep so Makes that's sense. uh so that's fun but yeah that's kind of the movie um let's talk about some of the stuff that's been bugging us chowder let's hear your let's hear you let loose on this villain development give me your thoughts
2: you know i kind of blew my load earlier <laughs> uh my thoughts
1: <coughs> sorry but uh, i was drinking water that surprised but, me but
2: yeah so was i uh yeah i mean i i yeah i mean i think he was just not interesting. Yeah, like I agree. Even remotely, like, uh, like what you say about the metaphor. I, I, I see that it's very on the nose, but yeah. like, that's all. Subtext. Yes. 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 He yes. is. He, uh, he isn't relevant before. Is not relevant actor? And in the moment, he
0: doesn't really have enough of a presence. Have, yeah.
2: Which he doesn't, he doesn't really have anything. He stands yeah. for nothing. he, yeah, yeah, he wants power and influence, yep. but like even the most megalomaniacal jackass has reasons. Even Doctor Doom, um, well, has yeah. like reasons for being Doctor so, Doom. Yeah,
0: my thing with that with him is like I don't really mind him being just like you know a power hungry motherfucker. But I, I think that the movie in general lacked a good villain presence because I wasn't really yeah. being, I didn't get out of the movie being like, man, I wish they did more with Drakeoff." I was kind of happy with the amount that he got because he is kind of one dimensional and he is sort of like, you know, like he's the guy in charge, but he's not like the threat. I wished that they did more with Taskmaster. Like, yep. I'm fine with Taskmaster being his daughter. That's fine. I wish that they had given her, I don't know, like any dialogue for the majority of the movie where because like because like Taskmaster in the comics at least is like also like a master strategist right and like they didn't play with the power of the powers that Taskmaster has enough I felt like so it like like, it was just kind of like like a dog in the the corner of the room like the the muscle you know like he never there she never really had any more than that which I feel like she could have, especially since it was the significant character. I also feel like, I don't know, maybe they could have done more or added more people that it could have potentially been to make that not such, like, because, like, that's where I was in the movie is as soon as they, the, as soon as we discovered that Molina was alive, I'm like, oh, okay, so Taskmaster is the daughter, because it's definitely one of those two people. So... I don't know. Maybe it would have been weird to ask to put more people in the movie to be like, who is this guy?
1: But, you know, I have a hypothesis for where these issues come from. And I think that adding intrigue might not be the solution. Mm. I would like to posit that just in general, this movie has sort of an identity conflict at its core. We had that scene that I spotlighted in the in the house with the fake family saying, I think this is good development for all these characters. And this movie, on one hand, Chatter, like you said earlier, the main theme of, like, family versus found family and all that, tying that back into the Avengers and whatnot, I think that is a solid theme to base a movie on, but I think only, like, a half of the movie is based on it. Yeah. Because the themes of family do not fully connect to what happens with... The villains, and I think that those two yeah. ideas, those stories, come at co- at each other's cost, and they chose to right. be more like, on the family side. There could this have been... also happens with the style because a of lot of the movie, again to Chatter's point, very born identity, born ultimatum esque in the way mm-hmm. it's shooting fight scenes, and it does feel that way until suddenly it feels like a Marvel movie, and yeah. just on even in the soundtrack, there are moments of like these weird, interesting things that they're doing, basic but interesting, and then just the big sweeping Marvel scores at every point I felt like every aspect of this movie had two halves vying for attention and it came at the cost of a more focused movie. I think we could have a movie where taskmaster is an interesting villain. I think that that might also come at the cost of what we got with the family. And honestly, I might've preferred that. I'm also really just like I taskmaster is, was so cool to watch. So visually interesting, even for the, the mask like
0: off? Uh, for the couple scenes they popped in the trailer yeah. that that we saw you know it's just like but i feel like a lot of the choreography was a little bit underused like at other times yes. like it, yeah. it, it was it, mostly like the majority of what that character was is was just making like visual callbacks to other yes. like memorable marvel movie moments yes. that realistically the taskmaster would have had no way of seeing you know like a lot of them <laughs> yeah and to Colin's point though about like the, the, the struggle with the family dynamic and how that doesn't tie into the villains, what really kills me is it so easily could have because yes. you've got this comparison with these four people who aren't related, who are now finding that they're going to be a family, which then ties into the whole theme of her being a family with the Avengers. And then yep. the villains are father and daughter and he he thinks of her as an object and they're not a family and he's just like oh i'm glad you blew up my daughter because then i got a really good weapon and beside that line it's not explored a whole lot and it really could have been to be like that dichotomy between you know like the found family versus like the really really toxic uh you know incarnation of the blood family and they don't do that which kind of, like, leaves both characters just feeling a little bit dry at the end, mm-hmm. because it's like... Also, also Vin, Vin Diesel doesn't yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: ride in on a muscle car <laughs> or going, Take so my the, hand! Thing
1: to consider, though, is, the movie is just over two hours. It's a bit shorter than what we've gotten before, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm glad it was not a super long movie. I had fun yeah. for its length, and if it dragged yeah. on longer, it probably would not have felt great. And I'm wondering how much of this was just like, let's cut it down for time. I'm wondering. There were characters I thought, like, that we didn't see.
0: Could have used some more exploring. Like, I I feel like we could have gotten a few
1: more scenes in between, you
0: know, like. But 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 to that point, I feel like probably some other stuff could have been cut at the expense of that, rather than just making an overall yeah. lengthier movie. And again, movie, that's
1: but. that's why I view this movie as having that identity crisis. There are yeah. conflicting forces that they wrote, and they chose yeah. to prioritize certain ones at the cost yeah. of others. It doesn't have to be that way, but that's that's what it feels like. That's my thing where it feels like such a divergent point in the timeline
0: where it feels Mm -hmm. like it, it, the plot adds some elements of character developments and plot elements to pull it away from how we thought it was. And then at the end of the movie, it brings it all back, if that makes sense. Like I talked earlier about how, like, you know, before the, like in the timeline before this movie came out, we thought that the Red Room was destroyed. Then this movie, introduces that the Red Room is still there and then they destroy it at the end of it so it goes back but that's also kind of how it was with Natasha's characterization where like as far as we're concerned like during Civil War and all of that We already thought that Natasha thought of the Avengers as a family. And then by the next time we see her in Infinity War, they're acting more familial than ever, right? So we didn't really know that she had this crisis, which contextually makes sense with the plot of Civil War, but it wasn't introduced in Civil War. So it makes it feel like that divergent point where it's like, we didn't know that she was having this crisis of, you know thinking yeah. that her family was falling apart and then had to fix that. So which it feels I, like before this movie existed, it was just a straight line in the timeline, but now it yeah. feels like, oh, let's pull it up, and then let's pull it back to, to neatly put it yeah. back in the timeline, which, which I get, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm it, honestly,
1: it, I, I'm okay with that as, like, a franchise structuring decision because yeah. I think that that's, that's the point of having something this large is so that you can have these tangents. You can have mm-hmm. this thing that adds context without necessarily having to change everything. I think yeah. it's I think it's a healthy right. part of it. I think it's maybe not what we're used to with the MCU, but like as I, I go back through some older sitcoms and older procedural shows, like that's just how storytelling used to work in movies and TV. Sure. And uh, I I'm trying to
0: you communicate this there. correctly cuz it's like mm-hmm. it's not something that I inherently have a problem with, but yeah. it is kind of made worse by the fact that the movie as a standalone feature like, didn't really do yeah. enough to wow I, me as a lot of other standalone Marvel yeah. stuff, ignoring how it connects to the rest of the universe. Yeah. So it, it, it really sort of feels brought... like it had to try harder to keep my attention, and like Chowder was saying earlier, didn't, didn't really, like, kind of fell short on that in a lot of ways.
1: I, you know I think what I mean? the point that you really clarified for me is just exactly how many times the movie has a threat that it assumes, whether it tells you or not, it assumes has been vanquished. And then it yeah. says it's not and expects and us to be surprised it. and then yeah. vanquishes it. That, yeah. <laughs> that sort of like curve for each plot point. Um, yeah, no, that really stands out as I think a symptom of some of these bigger structural issues. And where I think the movie succeeds and why on the whole I still had a good time is... The, the family characters of yeah. Natasha, Yelena, Alexei and Melina, those are fun characters, I enjoy I them, they, ha- yeah. they have their Marvel quips they have good characterization, they have fantastic casting mm-hmm. and it kind of, for all the hand-waving the movie does, I'm like, yeah, fine just let me watch Florence Pugh, like okay, sure. whatever.
0: But I, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I just wish oh, that, Oh, hell like- no,
2: Natasha, <laughs> that's your little sister you don't say that to family
0: <laughs> At the end of the at the end of the day, I'm just like I I like I t- like that was also the part of the movie that I enjoyed was the characterization and their dynamic with each other, and I wish that that was explored a little bit more in plot yep. relevant ways in the yep. movie, which Honestly, is like how I wanted the of- villains to be developed was like something to complement that, and like we had fun scenes with them, but like. At the end of the day, you know, they went in as a team together to to do this, and there was nothing about, like, their family dynamic that really yeah. saved the day, to, you know to, what I to, mean? T-
1: to take my hypothesis to its fullest extension, I honestly would have probably preferred if this movie was all about conflict within the family— or mm-hmm. yeah. really hard about Drakov and Taskmaster, and maybe it's just yeah. Natasha and Yelena. Like, go really hard yeah. in either direction, and I think you have a more focused project that doesn't leave as many of these, well, why'd you do that kind of moments?
0: Right, because, like, aside from their little yeah. kerfuffle the first time that they meet up, like... Natasha and Yelena are pretty much on the same page for the rest of the movie. So, like, if you're trying to set off this dynamic of, like, oh, she doesn't think of these people as their family anymore because she's got a real family now. And, like, to to Yelena, they were always her real family. And, like, explore that space a little bit more. Like, they didn't really have that many moments between them that explored that. It was more like moments between Yelena and Alexei or,
1: like, you know. We did have them talking about the the three-point landing and the cargo vest. Those are fun. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I, th-
0: that those
1: are good character moments. I, I got both times I saw it when Yelena is roasting Natasha for the way she lands and flips her yeah. hair back. I it's yeah. that's such a. I mean, it's it's the kind of self aware thing that you know franchises do now that is common, yeah. but it really hit home because it's straight mm-hmm. up saying your movies are stupid. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I, I think so I think what works. I think what works really uh what I think works is it adds a little bit of texture to Black, yeah.
0: Black yeah. Widow like, It does. Uh
2: one of my one of my ma- like one of my main complaints about her as a character is that she's your by the book femme fatale mm-hmm. kind of character and like having her sister like point out the three point landing and the hair yeah. flip thing it it adds this idea that like Black Widow is maybe a little bit that.
1: Yeah. Which right, like she's kind of
2: like, a celebrity you know, and she proje- acts like it more pro- than
0: she wants to admit. Kind to of take the movie yeah, she, outside
2: pro- of it. This is an image she projects. and To I, take this I movie like outside of
1: the vacuum texture. that I've been trying to use to discuss it. And like This movie relies a lot on stuff that happened in Civil War and in the Avengers, but it kind of ignores what happens in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which yeah. gives her her celebrity, which is at the end of the movie. She's like, we need to bring down Hydra. So yeah. I will risk exposing all of my past and secret identities. Like, that was not, I mean, what's, Chowder, yeah, you're right. True. The texture here is as we, as we learn that there might have been some vanity to that decision, but we also never in the movie confront the fact that, like, that was presented as a sacrifice for her to be well-known. That was not, like, a good thing for her.
0: Yeah, and she never really, like, got any consequences for that, like, in yeah. any other movie that we see. Or, yeah. Yeah. The one, the one joke like that poking fun at that I uh, that I did really enjoy the most was when uh, <laughs> when Elena was like, I don't, I don't remember the content, the setup for it exactly, but she was just like, oh, I bet the Asgardian god is never the one who has to take an Advil. Yeah, I didn't have a to take
1: ibuprofen <laughs> after a fight. Yeah. yeah. That anyway, really uh, we've been going for a while. Do you have any last? I think I have one thing I want to bring up. Do you guys have any last thoughts before we want to kick it to our uh, wrap-up? No, I, I think we touched on most of the things that that I've wanted to talk about personally. Chatter, you got any more Vin Diesel quotes?
2: Uh, just the imagery. <laughs> you you were about you called me out <laughs> there. Uh, just the imagery of Vin Diesel <laughs> uh, <laughs> blasting Dracov with a shotgun. The going, family. you don't do that. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I put a chip <laughs> in the back of her neck. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that some something I, I saw someone else commenting about this and it really kind of started think I thinking about it. And it's what made me think about the Winter Soldier connection too. is just like, in Avengers in Endgame, when she beefs it off the cliff, like, I feel like in the moment, we're getting the context of just like, she it, it's her like she and Clint love each other. So they want to try to save the other person. As best yeah. as he can. I, I think what this movie does add, if you want to see it, but it's not necessary, is the journey of her being, like, fully about self-preservation to willing to risk herself, like, for the Taskmaster. Right. I think that that is a worthwhile flip, because we don't know enough about her character to yeah. read too deeply into her sacrifice in Endgame. Right, but I guess that's another... This. Yeah. That's another thing where it's like, oh, if it's this movie perfect, came before that. that, then it would
0: add that yeah. context yes. that would make it feel better, that would yeah. like add that through line. Whereas before we had that, and we're like, yeah, that seems like a realistic, you know, art yeah. for her character to be feeling this way. We just haven't seen the journey. That's fair. Whereas then adding the journey in post is kind of like, well, we already knew that. You know what
1: yeah, I mean? It's what it's so prequel it, does. It is it is in a weird spot. And on one hand, I, yeah. I understand the complaints of just like, what's the point? But on the other hand, I'm like, it is also a movie. So have fun, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I find myself of two minds about it. But yeah, I th- I think that it does succeed in a lot of ways that maybe aren't being discussed quite as much. I think it fails in a lot of the ways we've discussed yeah, but yeah, we can. We can. I, I, mean, I have nothing I, yeah. else to add before ratings,
0: right? Uh, and I, I, think my my kind of buttoning up statement on that can be can come with my ratings. Both, so let's move into that. Uh, thank you both for a, a very good discussion. Um,
1: hey, hey, you're welcome. We are going to move now to nothing the ratings section. What? Well, Nothing stronger than family. And you guys, you're my family. Right, (laughs) Vin? It was real to me. How many more of these can I throw out before you guys kick me off the call?
0: I mean, I'm kind of there now, to be honest. Uh- <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> let's,
2: let's hurry up. I mean, up. Uh, I mean right, right now we're at that point where, like, we're driving down the road parallel to each other in two different cars, and uh, we're about we're to about
1: nod at each other. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Now we are going to move on to the rating section, where each of us are going to rate the topic on a scale from one to ten. Um. Hair yeah i think that's muscle cars maybe fast and furious that's cars. not tinted that's okay. just
1: chatter's joke that's not the movie
0: yeah exactly you can't stop well, there's there right. anything there in the movie family. that was that was a better like what are we gonna do fucking one to ten red vials that's boring as shit hair i like flips. one to ten vin diesels hair because it was all
1: about family it's relevant Wait,
0: no 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 <laughs> i got one i got one i got one i got one
1: what? one to ten vest pockets oh that's good you can put so much stuff in them, you'll never know. You can put so many Vin Diesels in there. What <laughs> <One> Vin Diesel? <laughs> Vest pockets
0: with little Vin Diesels poking out Exactly. Happy how many now? little Vin Diesels do you have in your pockets? <laughs> That's how we're... Okay. okay. Colin, you want to start us off here? How'd you feel yeah. about Black Widow? Um...
1: I've got some mixed feelings about it, but on the whole, I enjoyed it both times I watched it, and I wouldn't mind watching it again. Um, Black Widow, to me, has always felt super underdeveloped in these movies, and I felt like a lot of the appreciation for her came from a starvation for serious female representation in these movies. uh, especially considering how literally a sex object she is in Iron Man 2 and how yeah. they drew her out to here, I think it's like... I need an explanation of the correction. time that
0: she decided to have that haircut. You know, I need, a, I need a quip that's like, I'm thinking about getting a perm or whatever. Big curls <laughs> on the last here.
1: But I, I mean, like, and I understand, once again, the irony of three dudes talking about a movie yep, more or less yeah, about yeah, female yeah. Em- empowerment. But I I... I think that in some ways, it's a good course correction. I think that in a lot of ways, it's a really... I don't even want to say a strong character piece. I want to say it works as a character piece for this family. Um, But it's still a Marvel movie. It it is still fighting against itself in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, Um, for example, having a lot of... uh, You know, being about all that stuff, but still having a lot of shots where the camera is just pointed right up her asshole.
1: Yeah, a lot of those. There were a number of
0: those in this movie that I was surprised to see. And I was like, really? But... But on yeah. one hand,
1: Scarlett Johansson is uh, very famous and very yeah. well renowned for how beautiful she is. Do you think that maybe she puts that in her contract like you got to get all the right angles in here? No. No. I al- I also don't <laughs> I think, think so.
2: That's definitely that's <laughs> definitely male gay What do you th- it's I mean most...
1: t- well, Chatter. to be fair, female director, female producers on this film. Um so in, in terms of the final cut, It was storyboarders,
2: writers, the writers, the writer, the writer. There's more to it.
1: If you God, if there is a fucking Marvel script that has close-up on this lady's butt written in the script, I'll flip my lid. That happens in the shots. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I believe also a female editor. I can look that up as well. So. They must have had more than one editor. Well, there's always, like, there's, like, a primary editor. The director and editor, gotcha. they, they set up the however they want that to work. But that can really vary from project to project. Uh, but there's yeah. usually, like, a chief editor. Someone listed as, you edited this movie. Um, regardless, this film is fun to watch. It has a good message. It has uh some themes that resonate well with the characters and at no point do i think this movie takes any idea to its fullest extent yeah but it still gives you a little bit to think about a little bit to know in the future is seven out of ten pockets for me no vin diesels in my pockets uh because this is her family and nothing stronger than family not even tiny vin diesels
2: (laughs) okay
0: chowder how do you feel
2: well ultimately i didn't hate the movie i didn't like the movie I was just kind of meh. It's probably going to fade from my memory over time. I always saw Black Widow as, as I said before, a by-the-book femme fatale character. This movie does help a little bit, but doesn't go the whole way. I feel that the context in which you experience something, or experience a work of art, is... Is all well, is as yeah. important as the experience of the work of yeah. art. So, and
1: this and this coming out five years after Civil War is hard to ignore.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because uh, it doesn't really have a. I'm gonna give to, it.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, I give it like four Oof. pockets full of bin diesels over ten. Four, five—I uh, I consider four, five, and six like yeah. middle varying levels of middling. Yep. So,
0: yeah, that's you know. So, I, I would personally—I'm gonna say—I give it six uh, pockets of Vin Diesel, just because uh, a little hot pocket of Vin, of Vin Diesel, you know. Uh, just because, like, I, I agree pretty much with all the problems that that Chowder had with it. I think that, like, it, I saw. <laughs> I saw a great YouTube thumbnail talking about this video where the title of the video, or like on the thumbnail, just wrote, too little, too late. And I'm like, yeah, that is kind of how I feel about this movie, where it's just like, yes, we did really need a Black Widow movie, but to have it take place in between Civil War and Infinity War and have there be no, like, story arc reason for the movie to happen after that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The only reason I, it takes yeah. place is because of the studio and when this movie could be yep. made and blah blah blah. But yep. like, I would I would be a lot more forgiving of a lot of the stuff in this movie if it literally was the first movie after Civil War or at least yeah. you know in that I mean, I, in that era.
1: I I, um, think I made yeah. I made a concerted effort to try to view it through that lens because yep. I know that like i i agree that the context is important but i'd be interested to discuss this again when we have the context of hey this movie came out five years ago and i'm just binging the mcu for lulz and we watch it in, right like, the and if it, like i, I think I, I imagine if you watch it in that context it'll probably feel better like even
0: if you watch the mcu in release order i f- still feel like you should move this particular film because yeah. I don't yeah. feel like you know I don't think that any other movie like Guardians of the Galaxy for example like takes place right after the first one the second one does um, yeah yeah it does and uh, granted this one does not have much to do with the rest of the MCU timeline so it gets away with that a lot more but like it didn't really mess with the movie to be like okay now we're back to 2014 even though we've seen several movies yep. in between that have take place after it you know mm-hmm. like it, which you know, granted, that's because it's Guardians and it's way out in the middle of space or whatever, and it doesn't yep. hardly matter when it took place. But um, this one, I, I really feel like, again, I'd forgive a lot more if if it came out when it ought to have. But the caveat to that is, I don't think that that like moving it up in the timeline or moving it up in the you know the the watch timeline fixes all of its problems um i agree i agree that like all of the like the stuff the the villains in this movie are very weak and if they just kind of picked the theme and explored it a little bit more with the main characters then that could have tied more into the villains with the whole family aspect and stuff like that and it seems like it would have been relatively easy to do that and they just kind of didn't um more so, I wish they used Taskmaster more and had it be more of, like, a problem-solving thing of, like, how do you beat this person who fights just like you or fights like other people regardless of who the identity of the Taskmaster ended up being. I just think that, that should have there should have been more of that in the movie. Yeah. Um, the things that I did like about it, I liked all the characters for what we got of them, you know? Like, I, I thought they were all well done. Um, there wasn't, like, you know any character decisions that I'm like, no, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't do that or, but like it all, it all felt like it made sense. And contextually it makes sense that she's feeling this way and acting this way after civil war. It just feels weird to get that story now where we had already kind of long since accepted that she kind of just got back together with Steve and, and Falcon yeah. and have been on the run for the past few years, you know? So to, again, to add that like divergent storyline of like, Oh, she was having this like family crisis in the middle of this not like literally i mean yes she was having a literal family crisis with her real fake family but also like having this identity crisis of whether or not she should be with her family or not you know being the avengers like like, again
1: again that's what prequels are supposed to do so no
0: but yeah okay but we add prequels like i I, like i'm trying to think of a good example of this because truly i think like a lot of prequels end up being bad for a lot of the same reasons but like you're supposed to it's not a prequel like I don't think I'd be questioning any of these things if it was a true prequel being her origin story you know what I mean but to have it be a prequel where it is in the middle of this character's arc which we did not question how she got from A to B before because it all felt natural in the movies that we'd seen her in you know what I mean? So it's not just that it's a prequel, it's that it's both a prequel and a sequel to things that we had already yeah. seen and established about the character. And I, I think know, that I'm, messes I'm with the with prequel I, I dynamic like a bit. I like yeah. that
1: part of it. I like that it said it, it was set when it was set. I like that they stuck to it. Um, yeah, no, I and, mean, and, and, and I, I think like it. that like it's okay to ask a question that we weren't asking before because sure. think we got interesting answers.
0: But that's my thing is that I don't think that the answers to those questions that they raised were ultimately that interesting um, but again like this is all me talking about it comparing to the way that previous Marvel movies have done it I still thought it was a fairly good movie just not really up to i guess my my own marvel standards if that makes sense like i would put this fairly down on the marvel list for myself but as a movie in and of itself like it still is a marvel movie which i think are generally pretty good even the ones that people you know like to give flack and i think that it it, you know it's for the most part up to par just not in some key ways that i would have liked it to be but yeah that's that's pretty much my thing that's why I'm giving it six because it's like I still liked it but you know it's it's kind of lowered down for me on on the Marvel sure. movie scale but uh yeah I think that's a, a pretty pretty good time to wrap it up for us today uh thank you for listening to the Common Geeking program again I have been your host Jeff Levitt uh you can find me on my uh YouTube toy review channel Alchemist Prime Reviews and uh, I've got an Instagram that I've posted art stuff over a year ago and we'll probably eventually oh that's things i wish existed there's a dot between each word but yeah if you're looking for new content on that you might have to wait a bit uh again i've been joined by Colin and Shouter do either of you have links you want to toss out there
1: uh yeah hi i'm colin uh i apparently like this movie more than the other two uh and if yeah you you want to hear more of my opinions on things that's weird but you can just go to dot com. I do a lot of a lot of these things. I think it's fun to to talk to people about stuff. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Timul or Chowder, Chowder, whichever you prefer. You can find me on Twitter at
2: Timul Chowder.
0: All right, and uh, our next episode is going to be. God, I, you know, every time I'm like, hey, you guys want to toss out some links, which would be just the fucking perfect time while you guys are talking to pull up the schedule for when the next episode Instead is coming out. Instead of zoning out, out and doing do. nothing productive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> our next episode which is going to be a common briefing program where we talk about the Geek News of the Month, is going to be on the first Friday of August, which is Friday the 6th of August. And our next uh, regular briefing, our common geeking program episode, where we talk about some other piece of geek media, is going to be on the third Friday in August, the 20th. So stay tuned for both of those. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all we got here. Uh, Thanks for listening, subscribing, sharing, everything you do for us. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye! Bye. The Common Geeking Program is hosted by Jeff Levitt, joined this episode by Time Will Chowdhury and Colin Ketchin. This episode is sponsored by a fake sponsor joke. I don't feel like coming up with one. Sorry. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt and features original music by Colin Ketchin. This episode was edited by Taimul Chowdhury. Yeah, I'm not him. I'm just recording the credits. Don't worry about it. Uh, We'd love for you to stay engaged with us on social media at Geeking Program or by using hashtag CGP. If you want to know more about us and all of our other projects, head to CommonGeekingProgram.com. Stay in touch, stay tuned, and as always... Thank you for listening to this.